0: Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, wa kafahu al-salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazhin as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanirrajim, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna nahnu nazzalna addhikra wa inna lahu lahafidhun, sadaqallahu al-azim. Most respected mothers and sisters, students of deen, alhamdulillah. Once again today we will witness or you will witness at the Madrasa, the khatam of the Qur'an Sharif, the khatam of Hivz. This is the great námats and bounties of Allah Ta'ala which we keep witnessing and sometimes we take for granted because we are blessed with many many people who Allah Ta'ala has enabled to make hives of the Quran Sharif so often this becomes something we take for granted whereas this is the really very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala for which if we spend our whole life making sugar also, then we cannot fulfill the right of one fraction of that sugar that is required. The tahfiz and the memorizing of the Quran Sharif Is to engage oneself in the royal, so to say, so to speak, in the royal service that Allah Ta'ala has taken upon Himself the responsibility of the preservation of the Quran Sharif. But the procedure and the manner that this takes place in this world is via those who memorize and by heart the Quran Sharif. So those who are engaged in the memorization of the Qur'an Sharif, making hivs of the Qur'an Sharif, and together with that, those who are engaged in learning the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif, in teaching the Qur'an Sharif, they are all in this royal service, in the service of the King of all kings. So this is something which a person cannot put any price to, cannot equate with anything else. In the Qur'an Sharif itself, Allah Ta'ala says, that, <coughs> Allah t'ala addresses Rasulullah, but the lesson and the message is for his Ummad. But to show the greatness of this, Nabi Islam himself is being addressed, when Allah t'ala says that we have given you the Sab'am Minal Mathani. Sab'am Minal Mathani refers to Surah Al Fatiha itself. That Subhanallah, Surah Fatiha itself is such a great thing. And, and the entire Qur'an Sharif together with it. The Surah Al-Fatiha, that alone, and in any case, the whole Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, we gave you, somebody who has been given this, he should not look at anything else. Hence Allah Ta'ala says, لَا تَمُدَّنَّ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ that now that you have been blessed with the Quran Sharif, don't even raise your eyes to look at anything else that somebody else has been given. Because that is like a person who has an extremely valuable jewel, a priceless diamond. He's got a priceless diamond in his hand, a pearl, priceless pearl. There's no price you can put to it. It's priceless. And he's owning this priceless item but he is looking at somebody else who has got a few coppers. They got 10 cents and he is feeling envious over somebody else's 10 cents. What he's got is priceless and he's feeling envious over somebody else's 1 cent. Now What will we say about such a person? So this is the message that Allah is giving here, that when you have been granted the Quran Sharif, don't ever look and feel envious about anybody else who's got something of dunya, because that is... Nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what benefit and bounty and blessing Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with. This is what Allah Ta'ala is saying to us, the entire ummah. So, we have to be extremely grateful, extremely humbled in front of Allah Ta'ala that He has allowed us to be part of the khidmat of the Qur'an Sharif. In whichever manner it may be, in learning the khidmat of the Qur'an Sharif, in learning the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif, in teaching the Qur'an Sharif, in whichever facet this may be, this is all linked to the service of the Qur'an Sharif, and this is the very, very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. Every bounty requires qadr, it requires appreciation. And if we appreciate the bounties, then that gets increased. Allah Ta'ala says, if you are grateful, I will increase my favor. This is something which is a general rule that in everything, to the extent that a person will show gratitude, a person will show appreciation, Allah Ta'ala will increase that favors. And when there is lack of gratitude, there is lack of appreciation, there is always some kind of complaint. This is a common thing, unfortunately. Many people will have something to complain about in everything. There will always be something and they will There will be some pretext that is made sometimes for some other agenda. The pain is somewhere else. There is one saying in Urdu that uh, the meaning of it is that a person who is crippled, so he is walking because of the pain in his leg, but he is holding his head. He is holding his head, the pain in his leg is the problem but he is holding his head. Now the person seeing him is thinking that his head is paining. But meanwhile the pain is in his his leg. So the pain is somewhere else and the person is indicating something else. Now this becomes a common issue in life. Especially somebody who makes it their habit to complain about everything. So they will always be complaining. Sometimes the pain will be somewhere else and they will be complaining about something totally different. The pain will be that the person is feeling that now I needed to have some free time and just do nothing. And do my own things. For example now. But now the parents gave some chore. The parents gave some kind of work to do now. It's a weekend. Mother said do something. This work, you sort this out or you help out with this. So now the mother has now occupied the time with something and that is some some, uh, that is something that the child the Daughter is not happy about So that's where the pain is That now why was I given this work to do It's my weekend And now I'm being told to Help out with the, some baking Or help out with something else So now the pain is there What the person starts complaining about Complaining about something totally different That yes So and so is troubling me And I'm feeling very down and depressed And now nobody is really, that's just a by the way thing, somebody just said something which we didn't even think about at that time, but now we complaining about that friend, yeah, she always troubles me, and she does this to me, and says that to me, and making one, 101 stories about some classmate. so now the mother also gets excited, and now she's phoning that girl's mother, and why is your daughter troubling my daughter, now where was the pain, the pain was that I was given some work to do and what am I complaining about and showing as the pain that no so and so is troubling me whereas that was just a passing thing so this is just one example of how these kind of things keep happening that the pain is somewhere and we complain about something else and when we make this our habit to always find something to complain about such people have a very big problem all the time in life Because they are always looking at something to complain about And when a person complains He makes himself miserable He makes others miserable And when others are miserable That misery is going to rebound also A person complaining Doesn't feel happy A person complaining will feel the effect of the complaint Themselves also, they will feel negative And they are going to make Others negative Now sometimes they are real issues Sometimes they are really Necessary issues to raise so that's obviously going to be raised But when a person makes it their habit And keep finding anything and everything To complain about Every small thing must be a complaint Then this becomes a major Problem in life Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam He got his son Hazrat Ismail salatu salam Married Now the father was staying far away He used to come visit to see everything is on And he is gone So after Ismail got married, Ibrahim Salam wasn't present also at that time. Any case, he came much later. When he came, Ismail was not at home. He was gone out to seek some food, hunting food because that was the means of survival. They would hunt some food down. So Ismail was not at home. Ibrahim Salam came and inquired where Ismail wasalam, said, "No, he's gone to seek for some food for us." So he asked that, now this is his daughter-in-law. So he asked her that how is everything. So she began saying some things. And what she said was a reality. What she said was a reality. She did not make up extra stories. But in any case, she did not display the sabhar that was important. Because it wasn't something that Ismail Sara Was Sallam had shirked or neglected. It was something that was part of now the situation, part of the circumstances. but in any case, she now expressed it in a very, very negative way. We are in a real problem and we have so much of trouble and so much of difficulty. And she gave all these kind of details, which, on the one hand, she was saying what was the reality. But she painted a very bleak picture of things. So Ibrahim wasalam, heard this, and then he replied and said that, okay, when Ismail wasalam, comes, then give him salams and then tell him, I said must change the doorstep. And he left. So in any case, when he went away, some time later Ismail Sal Wasallam returned home, when he returned home, he immediately sensed that somebody was here. This is an inner sense that somebody senior was around. So He felt that the barkat of the person who had come, the personality who was there, that presence had left an effect. Now this is a very important lesson. This entire incident is just coming to mind now as I am talking. And these lessons also just coming to mind now. This Allah, side, Allah put something in the heart On somebody's talab So somebody's talab Allah Tala put something in the heart and mind of the speaker This is just coming to mind All this incident and whatever lessons are coming Are coming to mind now That Ismail Sensed the presence Number one He was a person of that caliber That could sense it but the lesson in it is that the presence of somebody leaves an effect. If the person is somebody very pious, then that leaves an effect. That piety of his leaves a positive effect, that barakat. And it's why Wasallam sensed it. And likewise, if there is somebody with a very evil condition somebody involved in a lot of sin, haram, that will leave its effect also. That is why we have been emphasized upon that always keep good company. Because the effect of the company happens without even trying to take the effect. It happens involuntarily. The effect gets left in the environment. So, Ismail wasalam, sensed that somebody was here because he felt that goodness. Now, here is the lesson that we should always try to be in good company because that goodness is going to impact on us. And we be in good environments, be in environments of righteousness because that will impact upon us. But if we go to environments, now there's a television on there somebody is watching some movies on their phone somebody is listening to some music there is intermingling taking place there there is any other wrong activities happening there now that is going to be impacting on us as well and after we leave that space and gathering it is going to leave its effect we are listening to something we put the radio on and we are listening to somebody but the person is somebody who is far away from deen now That person is not there physically, but now his voice and his presence is being transmitted into that home via that voice. That's going to leave an impact. It's going to leave an impact on the listener, on others in the home. And these things are taken lightly, but in time then they show their effect. In time they leave their impact on the heart and mind. And they show their effect. So, these are things we need to be very conscious about, very careful about, where we go, what we do, what we say, who we listen to. And we keep our home environments pure from all these things that are negative. From the negative presences, via our phones, via the magazines, via the literature, via the books, novels, all these things are very, very negative, And they harm us tremendously, but we don't sense it Because our senses are deadened. But those whose senses are alive, those whose senses are alive, they feel it immediately. There was one person, very pious person, he passed away many years ago. He was in Jamaat in America. This was perhaps maybe some 35 years ago or something. And he passed away while he was out in Jamaat in America. So in any case, he was a very pious person from South Africa, from Stanger, And he had gone for Hajj. Now we are talking about he passed away 35 years ago. So this was long before that. He had gone for Hajj. And while there, he had just barely landed long before Hajj. Hajj was still far away. Two, three months away. And he was there for a few days. And now suddenly in that few days he is finding that there is some kind of blockage. He is feeling some kind of blockage. So, he is carrying on with all his amal, everything is carrying on, but internally there is a blockage of some sort. He can feel something, there is some heaviness, that drive that should be there is missing. And now this is making him very very confused, making him very worried also, that he's come from home to the best of places, to the Haramein Sharifain, And here he should be now more charged up than what he was at home. And he's finding it that it's gone like the opposite. He's doing what is necessary, but there's some difference from within. So he went to a very senior alim who was there at that time, Hazrat Maula Badri alam sahab rahmatullah and he explained his condition. So Hazrat Ma'ana told him, look, don't have any doubts or any suspicions on anything or anybody? But you do this, you stop eating any commercial food. Don't buy anything and eat, you cook it yourself and eat. Any prepared, ready food, commercially, don't, don't consume that. So, he started practicing on that. Barely the third day came and he found all that blockage, everything just cleared out. And everything was just wide open for him now. But now the point is that he sensed something within him because of his piety. His senses were alive. When the senses were alive, he immediately sensed the difference within him. And our condition sometimes is this, that no matter what happens, we don't feel any difference. Why we don't feel any difference? Does it mean that nothing is happening? No, a lot is happening. The example that we keep Discussing on many occasions we have discussed this example About that way bridge You might have noticed sometimes on the side of freeways There is a way bridge They pull the trucks off And they weigh the trucks on that way bridge To see if they are overloaded or not So now that way bridge If a whole car goes onto it also It might not even reflect Maybe now it is all electronic so it will reflect But when it was not electronic Maybe that the car will come on it It won't reflect when it will start reflecting when there is a truck on it. Because that car is too light for it. But now can you say nothing happened. That car is weighing 2,000 kilos, 2 tons or something. But it only starts registering after 5 tons. After 10 tons it starts indicating. So the whole car came onto it but it didn't show anything. But that doesn't mean nothing happened. There is a car on it. So likewise a lot of things happen in us sometimes. But we don't feel anything because our senses are dead. Now when there is a major thing, then we feel something. So the point is that the environment has an impact on our senses, our internal senses. And that, if it's a positive thing, it will sharpen our senses. We'll be able to detect the smallest thing. And if it is Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is out in the public serving water to the people, and he's the Amirul Muminin. Now this was a very lowly job at that time. People in public places would give people water to drink because no water was easily available. So they would sell it also at a meager price. Some would do it for free, just as a khidmat. But it was regarded as a very meager job. And as remember as the Khalifa is now doing this, or he's carrying the water bag and walking around to pass it on. So somebody asked him, what happened? Why are you doing this? So he says, well, this delegation came from far away and this little some thought crossed the mind, this little feeling that you are somebody important. So now I am addressing that feeling. I am treating myself to sort that out. Now we feel what not and don't think anything about it. We don't even feel it that something has happened, that I, my ego got inflated and I got now started feeling proud or I'm feeling some other feelings of jealousy, of malice, of whatever other Internal ailments, they are all these things carry on, but we feel nothing. Why we feel nothing because those senses are deadened. So, how they'll come alive? They'll come alive with the right actions, with zikr of Allah, Ta'ala, with tilawat of the Quran Sharif, with being in pious company. Then these senses come alive again. So, in any case, Ibrahim a.s. had come and gone. Ismail a.s. sensed this when he came, so he inquired that Did somebody come? This is a narration in Bukhari Sharif. So his wife said yes. There was this very big buzook, somebody very pious. She didn't know who she was talking to because she never saw the person before. So says, well, he came and he asked about everything. He asked about you. He asked how was our, our life going. And I explained to him that these are the tough times we are having and so on and so forth. And all listed everything. So he finally, he gave salams." And he then said, must change the doorstep. So, It's Sallallahu replied and said, Do you know who the person was? The person was my father. And this doorstep he is talking about is you. Now, this is not something to make a general deduction from it. This is a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And he is being given... He is giving an instruction. He is guided by Wahi. So, this is not something to make a general rule of. So, in any case, she says that he... Asked you to, uh, he asked me to change the doorstep. He actually asked me to change you. So, Ibrahim wasalam, was the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Ismail wasalam, complied with that and he s- separated that wife. Then he got married again. After some time, Ibrahim wasalam, returned again one day. Again, it happened that Ismail wasalam, was not present. The same procedure, he knocked at the door, inquired, etc. Then he asked, how's everything? So now the circumstances were the same. The circumstances hadn't changed. But this person looked at the positive side of things. And she said that, no, Alhamdulillah, Allah's fazal everything is going very well. Everything is going fine. And she gave the positive side. Because it all depends on how one looks at it. Very often, the challenges are there. The challenges are there, but somebody can look at it from one angle, somebody can look at it from another angle. That glass of water, which had not full, but half water only. And two people were asked to describe it. Separately they must describe it. Each one must write down on a piece of paper his description of what he sees in front of him. Now what was kept in front of him? What was kept was a half glass of water. So one person wrote that this glass is half empty. And the other person wrote, this glass is half filled with water. Now both described exactly the same thing. One person saw the empty half only. Meaning, he saw the water also, but he focused on the empty half. He wrote about the empty half. And the other person saw the positive end of it, that there is half water here. So he wrote about the water that is in the glass. He wrote about the positive side of it. And this person wrote about the same thing but the negative side of it. So, any case, she expressed it from the positive end that Alhamdulillah, compared to others, we are having still great numbers and bounties of Allah, Ta'ala, etc. etc. So, Ibrahim wasalam, then said, must convey salams and inform Ismail when he comes that I said, must look after the doorstep. Now, she didn't understand the code as well. He didn't understand what the indication was. Any case, Ismail Salam returned again immediately. He sensed that there was somebody present here. Now, This is the effect of the presence of piety. So, immediately he asked again, did somebody come? He said, yes. There was so and so person, uh, very pious person, somebody came and he inquired about things and this is what I told him. And then he left and he said, must look after the doorstep. So he replied and said, Do you know who the doorstep is? That was my father, and the doorstep is you. And he asked me to look after you. Now this was by wahi as well. Now, one person got separated from wahi. As we said, that this is not something to make a rule, because no more Nabi's are on, and we are not of the caliber of the Sahaba and the great people of who have that deep insight into things, so, we don't go by these rules. We have to go by the rules of the Shariat. But in any case, by divine instruction, one person was distanced away and the other person was made to be appreciated. But on what basis? The basis was shukr. That where there was a lack of shukr, that became a source of being deprived of the household of the Nabi of Allah. And where there was shukr, that became the means of getting closer proximity to the, to Allah Ta'ala, and to the household of the Nabi of Allah. Ta'ala. So, what the lesson in all this is, where we started off actually, what brought this whole thing to mind, we were just talking about, we digressed from the aspect of shukr, and from shukr we went on to the point of complaints. That if this becomes our condition, especially at this age now, somebody is 10 years old, somebody is 12 years old, somebody is 13 years old, and 14 years old, and from now, if we don't develop the situation of sugar and sabar, when the sugar already three-quarter of the complaints will be over with sugar. And there are sometimes issues, but that issues too with sabar will get taken care of. And then there are certain things which are really complicated, really necessary, because they are really becoming an issue in somebody's life then that will be discussed, that will be raised, that will be addressed, because that, that too is something necessary. But what is not necessary to bring to that level, then that will be something that will be resolved with sugar and sugar, And one's life will be positive. One's life will go on positively. So, when a person has this temperament, then a person is ready for taking on challenges. Otherwise, now there is some little bit extra work. We started off on that example actually, the whole thing now is run from the example of the mother now gave some chore, that do this work, but now because it's a weekend, and now we are accustomed to ease. So now we can't do any extra work. So now the mother asked for some work, now this is my weekend off. I go madrasa the whole week, now I must do some work to know. We can't take it. So that becomes our style then. That becomes our way. So we need to focus on that these are bounties of Allah wa Taala. We should be appreciating all these bounties. The whole subject matter started off from the shukr of the Qur'an Sharif actually. And whatever Allah worlds comes in the heart, as mentioned that this is very often the talab of somebody. Many people, they say, I went to so and so's bayan and... Uh, The person, whoever the person was giving the talk And all my questions got answered I didn't ask the question and my questions got answered So these are not the questions that that person knew In his mind and heart that so and so wanted to ask some questions He doesn't even know And he cannot know like that But Allah put something in the heart of that person to speak On the talab of the person who came to ask the questions He was truly and sincerely seeking was seeking for a solution to something. He was seeking for a way out. Why this is being mentioned is that whenever we are sitting in any deeni talk, we must sit with a complete niyat of wanting to progress in deen. Wanting that hidayat. And to improve ourselves. To rectify our weaknesses. And Allah Ta'ala will, on our sincerity, on our talab and genuine searching and seeking, Allah ta'ala will inspire the heart of the speaker to say that which will be beneficial for us. It will come on our Talab. It will come on our genuine and sincere seeking. So that person doesn't even know why he's saying something sometimes. What is the reason why this topic suddenly came out from nowhere? But where it came out from nowhere, it came out, it was brought out on the Talab of the listener. It is the sincerity of the listener that brings out the words of the speaker so this is being explained that make this niyad and always make this niyad very very genuinely deeply Allah Ta'ala on the talab of the listener will inspire the speaker so the lesson in any case that we are discussing is the lesson of shukr, that we need to turn to Allah Ta'ala these bounties of Allah Ta'ala the Quran Sharif the khatam of the Quran Sharif whether it is Nazra and all the more if it is Hivs whether it is learning other aspects of deen, learning any portion of deen, one ayat of the Qur'an Sharif also, all these things are ni'mads, which we cannot put any price to. <coughs> Just learning Surah Al-Fatiha alone, Allah Ta'ala says, this too, don't even turn your eyes to what the disbelievers have. Whatever others have of dunya, don't turn your eyes to it also. Don't even look at it. Because this is worthless. And what you have been given is full of value. It's priceless. So don't look at all the things that are worthless out there. So when the more we will make qadr, the more Allah ta'ala will increase these bounties and ni'mads. And the true qadr of the Qur'an Sharif and the true appreciation and gratitude of the Qur'an Sharif is amal and practicing and acting upon the Qur'an Sharif. To the extent we bring amal in our lives, to that extent, Allah ta'ala will grant us even more. Because this is the real gift, the, the, the real shukar of the Quran Sharif that we practice upon it we learn it also, we recite it daily we practice upon it we teach it to others we pass on the message of the Quran Sharif to others all this is part of the appreciation of the Quran Sharif and the khidmat of the Quran Sharif as well may Allah wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq Allah Ta'ala accept the khatam Allah Ta'ala accept it on behalf of everybody who is involved in it the students that complete their parents, their muallimas those who supported this whole effort in any way with their du'as, and all those who have completed previously, those who are still engaged in the learning of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala accept one and all, Allah Ta'ala grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, and make the learning and teaching of the Qur'an Sharif a means of great barakat and blessings for all. Wa da'wana. And On the occasion of the khatam of the Qur'an Sharif, du'as are accepted, and we should make du'a from the depth of our heart, so some masnoon du'as will be made aloud And then the du'a will be made silently For everyone to ask their heart out And beg Allah for His bounties For His ni'mads, for His benefits And beg Allah for all the good of Dunya and Akhirat Also the ishtima that is to take place next week Let us make du'a for that as well That Allah make it a means of great success Great hidayat for all Make all the intizam and the arrangements Also very easily Make it happen easily and accept all the work and effort that goes into it. Allah Ta'ala us all the tawfiq grant us all the topic. Allah will grant us all the Allah will grant us all the ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان، وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان. يَا مقلب القلوبَ ثَبِّتْ قُلُوبَنَا عَلَى دِينِكْ، يَا مصرف الْقُلُوبُ صرف قُلُوبَنَا عَلَى طَاعَتِكْ، اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم، ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم، أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله